0: day baby (laughs) yeah clearly (laughs)
1: clearly it's a leg day every day is a leg day when you're the quadrosaurus flex
0: thank you for getting it right i appreciate that it's hard to say if the first few times actually i screwed it up
1: it's the quadranosaurus
0: fuck you did
1: quadranosaurus it
0: kind of roll it rolls around in your mouth like like if those dice we roll for the mystery hour episodes if you were to toss those in your mouth and just give them a good wash give them a good jiggle that's what it would sound like. It's
1: gross. It's a gross idea. <laughs> no. I don't like thinking about the, it.
0: Those those have never been washed. In no.
1: <laughs> no, it's just... It, they just reek of, like, stale Doritos and Counter-Strike on PC. That's what Wendy's those smell like.
0: Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, God. <laughs> one, of our, one,
1: one of our formative moments as a as a friend unit was based on a fast food sandwich when mm. i when i was on my my fillet of fish kick mm. and i was like i was sitting in you Marco Polo videos about how stoked i was about this fillet of fish that i was about to put in my mouth and yeah. the the first thing that you said was you do not bring that fish sandwich
0: <laughs> into my
1: home you do not bring that fish sandwich into my home and i was like whoa whoa
0: whoa I have an update to that, like a, like a pivot story to that. It's okay. like a related, uh-huh. this is recent. So like two or so weeks ago, I went to Burger King to get a chicken sandwich. Cause I like their chicken sandwich. Okay. And I, I got home and I was like, man, I'm pumped pump for this chicken sandwich, but it smells weird. <laughs> I crack it open, yeah. my man. It's, it's a fucking big fish. It's one of the Burger King big fish. Big, and king oh, fish, the big fish. Yeah. It. Yeah. It was, you know, it was good. I ate it. You it ate good. it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fried meat. It's not going to not be good. Look, you end you know? up with a big fish. You end up with a big fish, you know? <laughs> it was a bigger fish than I thought it would be, you know?
1: <laughs> it was a big fish, and I, I imagine it ended up being quite a big
0: deal when you had to go to the bathroom later no it's fish man it's it's light it's light because the bread the fried breading is the same that's on the chicken yeah so the contents being fish it's just it's an easier digest yeah that's what it is
1: that's that's that's, i could see the burger king pitch the strategy meeting like look listen we need something that's going to make it easier on people to take bowel movements because right now (laughs) our menu is we're getting killed we're getting killed. We gotta the- get
0: some some lighter meat. We just gotta get lighter <laughs> meat for these people.
1: What do we? What? 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 What do, you, what, what
0: do people eat? Ostrich? What is? What? What you? People- <laughs> is that cheap? Can we get that on the cheap? What is? What, uh, do- here's here's the part that's really gonna gross you out though, because you know I get my chicken sandwich plain. So you know I asked for my chicken sandwich plain, and you know they heard the plain part of the order. They didn't hear chicken. So, buddy, I had a big fish plain. <laughs> It's just a big, big old fish on some bread. I was like, Jesus time, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I just need some wine. And I was at the communion, dude. I was thinking
1: about that. Jesus going to parties and like freaking people out and him being, them being like, can you just please stop turning things into fish? We don't, we have
0: enough. I don't, I bought all this nice bread. And he thinks it's funny because he's like changing the water into fish. He's doing it just kind of, he's doing what he does, but off kilter. He's like, I've changed the water into fish, the wines in the water. So we have just water and fish. There's no wine at all.
1: Yeah. I just really, I like fucking with people.
0: <laughs> you know, I got all these miracle powers. So I like fuck with people. And I don't know, after powers. a while,
2: you get kind of bored, you know,
0: I figure I'm going up on the cross regardless. So I might as well fuck, fuck people over with my, my miracle power. Yeah,
1: look, listen, I'm going up on the cross, like, regardless. So I'm out here. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to make the best of the time that I got. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm trying to go to Six Flags this summer and, you know, just probably a couple other things. Just
0: trying to hit all the Co- roller coasters in a row, like the whole circle, the whole route. Like, like I've I'm never been to, to Coachella,
1: all. Burning Man. I'm just trying to... <laughs> Although really biblical times it was pretty much Burning Man 24/7. Burning Man, there's a lot of Burning Seven. Man, was yeah. of Burning Man yeah. back it was then. both yeah. it was both actual men being burned and you were basically camping all the time.
0: Couple of the sideshows, we had Burning Bush. That was cool too. A little bit shorter. It was only a week. It wasn't 2 weeks. Like Burning Man was 2 weeks. Burning Bush was only a week.
1: Yeah. That was a sick con that Moses pulled, dude, coming back with those fucking <laughs> tablets coming back with his tablets and like, yeah, dude, he totally yeah, he gave, they gave them to me. I don't know. He gave them to me. They were like, really? He's like, yeah. yeah. And you also, you guys are in
2: big trouble.
0: Well, I just came down from here and up there it was very religious and I just got down from here and y'all are doing some wild shit down here. You guys are down here <laughs> eating like fatty foods. You're having sex. There might be slavery and that's what we ran away from.
1: <laughs> well, that's different though. That's that one that wasn't actually a problem because that was god sanctioned slavery. Slavery. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: You think cool. I don't want to talk <laughs> cool. Cool.
0: <laughs> and
1: as is always typically the, you know, the how it goes on this show, uh, we end up at slavery, which
0: is not <laughs> great. Not great. It's not but... great. It's you not know, a great place to land. It's because we're historians, you know? We know the Bible in and out. That's and that, what it, it is. Just, it was all over the Bible. It was all over it, you know? Yeah. That and whales eating people.
1: Yeah. How do you it's feel about sto- stoning? How do you feel about stoning?
0: Uh, well, mm, uh, I'm not a fan of stoning. Okay, I don't here's think my thing. Really gr- here's my thing. Yeah.
1: Stoning, yeah. like generally, right? Generally stoning, yeah. bad. Yeah. But like certain people...
0: Maybe it's not like the
1: worst thing in the world if they get stoned. All right, look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. he got st- if he gets stoned, it's maybe not like uh maybe we shouldn't just like throw the baby out with the bathwater I uh regarding uh
0: stoning. You know what I'm saying? What if what if the hitman that killed Epstein in the prison cell <laughs> instead of hanging instead of hanging him, yeah. he stoned him? Yeah, perfect. Then people, people are like, "How do you do this? How do you commit suicide with these stones? That's weird." Then they would know it was a hit. That's probably why they didn't do it. Yeah, the issue them- is <laughs> that the,
1: the the punishment never fits the crime in our society. That's the, that's the thing. That's See, the Mikey's, problem. You smoke crack, okay? You your yeah. punishment does not fit the crime, okay? You're a human trafficker and a friggin' monster.
0: Your punishment doesn't fit the crime. You just get to be on, you know, fucking hanging out on yachts and shit. What if your punishment does fit the crime, but every punishment is a version of stoning? So, if you get caught with crack, <laughs> if you get caught with crack, you get crack rocks thrown at you. Right? Oh, okay. That's your punishment. If you get caught stealing a boat, you get, you get boats thrown yacht- at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. You know, you shouldn't have stole that boat. <laughs> You know, and just it's just any anything you think of. That's what you're getting hit with if you get caught. OK, but the th- yeah, I could see how that works with like that's stealing inanimate
1: objects. Like if that's that's why crypto. Yeah, doing no, wild. Like, right. That's going to be tougher when somebody steals a bunch of Bitcoin because you can't really throw can't. Bitcoin at people. You can't. Also, that's, if that's some, the... even if somebody stole hard currency, it would take a really long time to throw it at them. And and frankly, because you'd have to be using coins, you wouldn't really be able to throw dollar bills at them, you know.
0: Well, oh, you can, think, I, you can use gold. You can use gold. You can use gold ingots of gold. Because you you know, Mike, down in Fort Knox, we have a uh, we have a certain we have exact amount of gold. We do hit dollar. You know, it all evens out. You are like this paper currency does have meaning because our gold is perfectly even with all the paper and coins we have. It's not
1: true. Not true. No, we've been a, we've been. A, <laughs> We've been, been like on. We've been off the gold standard for like a hundred and no, like eighty years. We've been off the gold standard like 80, 90 years. That's we're like not we're true. off
0: the gold standards. What can we do next? Let's just get in China's books. We'll get in China's books. They'll they'll pay for everything. Why don't we just make <laughs> it all
1: up, and yeah. keep as many people as we can poor,
0: and we, we just won't stone people anymore. We just won't stone people. You know. Uh, here's the fun thing about this episode is it's we cut we've already in the first 10 minutes have covered some pretty heavy topics
1: oh I thought this was the light reading I didn't know that this was gonna, <laughs>
0: yeah but in my head like for 30 minutes before the show I've been singing a song to my in my head mm. that I was gonna sing for you and it was kind of goofy but we just got so heavy can I sing you yeah my song, sing this right? let, let's 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 go in a
1: different direction because right now we're talking about stoning people with ingots of gold so
0: yeah, yeah. Premium beans, premium beans. Eat up, eat up the premium beans. The beans made for a premium team. Premium beans feed your premium team. Great. I, I just made, I just made up all that stuff. But the premium beans, premium beans. Ooh, taste some premium beans. Yeah, that's been on my head. Sick. So yeah, and then we introduce so.
1: extreme flavors like uh, you know Baja Ranch and like uh, like uh, uh, you, you know like uh, kick. kick kickflip uh salt salsa verde and we call it's premium beans for teens
0: (laughs) premium beans for teens get your your uh your kit kat disaster flavors it's like a it's a a emerging sponsorship with kit kat right where these beans taste like chocolate i get teens love beans (laughs) hey teens have you had your beans that's the number one thing i remember about being a teenager is how much i loved beans you know I would come from I would come home from school every day at like what is it two through three people three p m kids get out and I'm like, "Mom, where are the premium beans?" And she's like, "What flavor do you want, honey?" And I'm like, "Mama, crack me open some salsa verde salsa verde, please <laughs> no, mom, no. Salsa caliente, please. I want to blow my butthole out the door. Extreme queso. Oh, no. (laughs) It's the hottest cheese ever. (laughs) On a bean.
1: (laughs) You're a cheese on a bean. Premium beans, premium premium beans.
0: beans. Come get that cheese on beans. beans to get the cheese on beans hey
1: everyone if you're uh if you made it this far into the episode <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, you know that uh the two dorks you're listening to are named uh one syllable names one of them that's me of course is called Mike and the other one is me of course and that is Bo and you're listening to
2: Top best best
1: what wrestling can be we're back one more time talking
0: about the bible we're here to talk about jesus and his miracle powers i like the idea of miracle powers yeah i think that's fun definitely with an x-man yeah what's your x-man mutant power i have miracle powers miracle powers what do you think what do you think that means for a mutant we know what it means with Jesus. He'd be changing loaves and wine, but what does it mean for a mutant?
1: Well, that's the thing, really, is that these days you don't really. You, number one, it's tougher to pull off a miracle than it used to be. Right. Number two, we don't really need miracles the way that we used to because we have modern medicine and science and all this stuff that kind of already yeah. addresses a lot I'm of I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking for premium beans, Michael. It's me, Wardlow. I'm sorry I made a racket off camera
1: earlier. How I don't know if your, your you mic get, picked it up. I have all my windows shut. I don't understand how this keeps happening. Is there, are there, are there, is there a hole in the drywall
0: somewhere? There's a hole in all the drywalls. You know how the hole is made, Michael? Uh, no, I don't. Michael, I, f- I
1: fucked the hole, <laughs>
0: I'm out of here. Goodbye.
1: Okay. Well, I guess I've just got a, a, a nocturnal penis bat demon that's <laughs> yes, Wardlow. I don't know fucking my say- house and to to gain entry. Never heard of that before. Fucking someone's house until you bore a hole through it and that you're able to like crawl. Th- that's a real. Uh, that's a real. Uh, he must have watched Escape from Alcatraz
0: over the weekend or something and got it yeah in his head. Do you think that's why? Shawshank Redemption is actually rated R is because <laughs> That's how he dug out, really. <laughs> Not with
1: the <his> <laughs> <laughs> oh. He just he just humped the cell wall until he <laughs> until, and and covered it with a you know photo of Bridget Bordeaux or something, and then and, real tragic. You
0: know. He just humped the rock for years until he fell into a pipe full of shit. It was worth it, <laughs> man.
1: It was worth it. No, then he got to the pipe and he was like, oh fuck, oh, i got to fuck, I gotta, I gotta fuck this until. <laughs> Until I can get into the shit th- pipe. No.
0: Oh, uh, this hole's got to be big enough uh, for me to climb into the shit. Oh, uh, God. It. This is going to take forever to fuck this. Oh, man. All right, so, so what were you going to say before Wardlow so rudely and probably not very funnily interrupted you? It's
1: harder to pull off a miracle these days because, we, number right. one, our expectations are higher. You know, think of David Copperfield, David Blaine, really all the Davids. Um, you know, your, 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 your magic is much more sophisticated than it was, uh, 2000 years ago. Right. Right. So that's number one. Number two, we don't really need miracles in the same way that we used to. Like, if you think about Jesus's miracles, like, like uh, curing people of leprosy, I mean, I guess you could still do that, but, 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 but it would be with a different, you know, it'd be a different disease. It'd be cancer or something right
0: which right, is fine right.
1: that's fine but is that really what you want your x-man power to be if you're an x-man do you want to just go around and touch people and be like you're cancer free i mean that's awesome but it's a little bit under like it's it doesn't have a lot of pizzazz to it you know what i mean
0: actually whenever they would introduce a mutant that had like i can heal other power other people's power yeah like i can his power his or her power was to heal others it always kind of made it lame because then it's like a get get out of jail free card for yeah. the other mutants, you know? Yeah. They did it a lot in NBC's Heroes. We love TV. We learned that last week. It, I watched all of NBC Heroes. Not a good show after season one. Right. But I stuck with it. Sure. I know. <laughs> I uh, no doubt you did. No doubt you did. Here's the thing. I just, I wanted it to get better. I just wanted it to get better. Of all the X-Men. Yeah. The
1: person I think with the closest to miracle powers that that currently exists in the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Is somebody like Jubilee, who can just like make sparkles with her with her fingers, you know? Yeah, and, like, she just makes fireworks. She, she makes fireworks, and w- which, when you think about, it, when you're like, okay, what well, w- what do all the X Men do? Like, okay, Wolverine is his skeleton is adamantium, and he rips through dudes like a fucking yeah. you know, razor Wolverine. blade through a piece of paper. But but it's not really a miracle power. Jubilee's like, hey, check this shit out. Beep.
0: Yeah, she creates something out of She's nothing. Bing! Yeah, right? Yeah. Gambit's like throwing playing cards at people with energy. That's not really a miracle. You see what I'm getting no, at here? No, uh, it, that's a miracle too, because he's creating the energy out of nothing. That's what I'm... I'm stuck on that now. Because <laughs> like Pyro... So Pyro, the villain, can't create fire. Yeah. He can only manipulate fire, not a miracle power. Iceman can create ice that's a miracle out power of His body yes miracle power miracle so power. i would think gambit would count because he's creating the combustible particles out of nothing and imbuing the item with it playing card yes but, a halfway, it, but it's a, a very complicated
1: power? power to try and explain to people be like i can throw i thought i just did it really well really i did
0: it really well Just now, I explained it very well. What I'm saying
1: is, and also like he's good with a bow staff, but that's not also really a miracle power. But like, okay, Magneto, let's say, right? (laughs) He could control metal, and you know, and uh, that that that's great. Uh, And I think that that is a miracle power because he's able to levitate things. He himself is able to levitate and fly, basically, because he can manipulate, he can control the metal that
0: he's wearing. But I would say no he's the same as pyro just way more powerful he manipulates he doesn't create from nothing exactly But what I'm saying is that the dis- there's
1: the distinction there because he it's more impressive than yeah. someone like pointing at fire and the fire and the fire getting blown in a direction. What okay, making... okay, okay, look. Hey, check it out. Ultimate miracle power? You... <laughs> fucking Storm, yeah. okay? Storm controls the yeah. fuck... She... Storm can call okay. down a fucking
0: lightning storm on your ass. That's I a miracle see. power. This is hard because she also is only... Is manipulating, but I think she can create lightning from nothing You're as getting
1: well. stuck on this. It's only a miracle power if you create something out of nothing. Listen. No, listen, I know. listen. If you... Okay, Moses didn't... Par... Moses didn't create the
0: Red Sea and then part it. He just parted it. That was a fucking miracle power, okay? But it wasn't his miracle power. But doesn't matter. He was the conduit for the miracle. Yes, he's like the gambit playing card to God's. uh, So you're saying that because God created the Red Sea first. Yeah, he created he the water. Yes, 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 yes. yes, That's
1: that's part of the the overarching since the beginning, the inception of the universe. It was like a long con. It was a long is, con that the My Lord logic is pulled. perfect.
0: Thank you. Because I was trying to like, oh no, my logic is flawed. And you you, sir, just proved my logic is great. So anything God does, it's always a miracle power because he already created whatever he's uh, manipulating. You know? That is that
1: is the most <laughs> beautiful uh assimilation and synthesis of western psychology that i've ever heard anyone say that was the most perfect
0: sentence yeah. uh that encapsulates the logic of I the mean, western world thank you i thought my gambit mutant power explanation was better but thank you god is perfect <laughs> because he is big well, why is he, he big? Is big because he is perfect he made it big perfect <laughs> <laughs> When is his birthday oh. is september when is birthday September? All right, we, we we gotta we gotta we gotta move on here, you know. Uh, unless you have a surprise for me, I forget you said you had a surprise. I do have a fucking
1: surprise. I do. It's a, it... finally a mic surprise. By the way, I gotta send you a new picture. We gotta have a new. We
0: gotta get a new surprise graphic with our updated bods and faces. I don't even know what the new surprise is gonna be. I don't think we've. I don't think we've done a surprise on the newer art. That's just the circle and the pictures behind it. So I don't know what we're gonna do for this surprise. Ooh! Hmm. I'll
1: send Have you a, a good one. To think about it. I'll send All you right. a good one with my collarbones out. That'll that'll make okay. that'll
0: make the the peeps really are, are they'll they like, pop for my collarbones. And then like look look how this look how the yeah. tank kind of is on my look how it pops up there because there's like there's muscle on my back. Yeah, the delineation the delineation of it, beef. Can't flex it very well, but I can. One of these days. I don't know how to do that. You know, where they really fucking get it up there. Yeah. I'm flexing my pecs for Stace all the time now. Oh, yeah. It's pretty great. Is it like, I used to, like, when I have a partner, I usually wink at them, just like a little playful. Is that kind of what you're doing? But yeah, you're but doing with my, but with, I still with, can't do it. But with my chest. <sighs> oh, I'm trying so hard. Yeah. No, I can't.
1: And then I'm like, a long time ago, there was a guy called Lex Luger, and he did this uh-huh. super good. <laughs> Lex Luger could do American Sign Language with his pecs.
0: That's how good he was. <laughs> When Stacey comes on the show, that's all we'll watch is Lex Luger. <laughs> Just Lex flexing his pecs in different
1: ways. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yes, I do have a surprise and I want okay. to tell you what it is. But before I do, I need to ask you another question. Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you pay to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler?
0: Who's your favorite wrestler? Ooh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> um, This is gonna come to no surprise because I already told you on Saturday when we were at the gym of of what these two people made me do alone in my apartment when they won the AEW Tag Team Championship belts. Right, and that yeah. is the acclaimed are my favorite wrestlers. This is their time. I've done them individually. I think I've probably done the acclaimed as well before. Probably. But they they got the belt. Yeah. So, and there was like this I described it at the gym a huge a deflation in a match I don't think I felt in a while. Yeah. Where the crowd was on their feet. You have on hard cam, on the apron, both Casser and Bowens coming in scissoring. Uh uh <laughs> Swerve. Swerve is already laid out in the middle of the ring. And and they do the, they do the scissor. Bowens jumps in, does something else to 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 swerve to get him even more down, and then oh no, he goes off the top rope as well. He does his frog splash or something, and then uh, Castor gets up to do his elbow drop, and his fucking right leg gives out, which he's been kind of work getting worked and also, you know, tripping on it all the entire match, yeah. and the crowd goes silent.
1: Yeah, they were They're devastated. Dead. They were devastated. The air.
0: The air in my apartment just disappeared. It went away, just vanished. And I was so disheartened because I was like, oh, no, they're going to lose. Yeah. And then in three minutes, they brought it back. The crowd was back. They got their moves. They got that elbow drop. He pulled it off. One, two, three. And I stood up in my apartment. I said, fuck, yeah, professional wrestling. Yeah. Acclaimed are my favorite
1: wrestlers. Well done. Plus, you know, Billy Gunn got a famouser in there and, you know.
0: If you don't, if you don't love that, then we got two words for you. Billy Gunn. I saw on Twitter, someone said that Billy Gunn has been uh, poisoning the the youth for th- three decades <laughs> with like suck it, and now like there because there's kids in the audience yeah, yeah, with big yeah. scissors. It's yeah. <laughs> like it's like goddamn Billy Gunn. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb here and say, other than probably China. Billy Gunn was the best member of DX.
0: <laughs> yeah, by far. Yeah. And then uh, X-Pac uh, at the time pissed off. Like, I don't want to watch you. But looking back, it's like, no, nah, he's the best
1: one.
0: <laughs> X-Pac is great. Yeah, X-Pac's awesome, man.
1: Oh, I I, I uh, I actually ran into somebody. His name is Joe. Okay. He's this dude that goes to this uh, bar in uh, Northwest Portland. The bar is also called Joe's. His name is Joe. Okay. And, and he doesn't own it. He doesn't own it. He's just a patron. Okay. Um. Okay. But his fa- He said his favorite wrestler
0: was X Pac. Interesting. No yeah. one says that. No yeah. one's ever said that. He did. He said it. Wow. Huh. What did you ask him why? No, I was
1: pretty. I was awkward. I wasn't. I. 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 I was just drinking a diet coke. So I was
0: like. <laughs> You know, I love going to a bar and drinking a diet coke. Just going to a bar <laughs> paying that 350 for Well, I wasn't coke. alone, all right. It was a social experience. Thank you. <laughs> all right. I got you. Well, hey, that's great, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you love my favorite wrestler. <laughs> yeah, well done. I have a question for you now. Okay. Who is your favorite wrestler? My favorite wrestler is someone who's going to be part
1: of the surprise tonight. Oh, he's a national treasure. And I honestly, we don't know how long, how much longer we're going to have him. But the oh, fact no. that he hasn't received the Presidential Medal of Freedom yet is probably one of the biggest oversights in the history of the United States. I mean, there are some big ones. There are some big ones. Yeah. But this is this is up there. This is up there. Uh, My favorite wrestler this week is the man, the myth, the legend.
0: Terry Funk. You know, you said you said we're kind of watching it tonight and that he's hanging on with a wish to life. And I said in my head, we're watching something Terry Funk, baby. Really? I knew where you were going with it. Yeah. As soon as you said he's, he's on death's door. we. Still I have didn't say him, he was, was hanging like, on to a
1: wish as and that soon he was on death's as, door. I just said, I don't know how much longer we're going to have him.
0: That's all I said. As soon as you said that he is just barrelless. Barely hanging on. The worst part of this is I say that now. I joke, knock on wood, and something bad's gonna happen in like two days. It's gonna be my fault. Yeah, I know it I is. I was in jest. You've died, Jerk. Terry. I love you, Terry. Terry, this is exciting because Terry Funk I think is in my top five of wrestlers I love. Terry Funk is the fucking G dude. <laughs> like he is the yeah, man. Rules. You haven't watched all the rampage yet because Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. Eddie Kingston, he's got that. He's got the Terry Funk noodle legs, you know, yep. and it's something that I hope to to emulate as well with with, yep. you know, blase selling and, and just bumbling around. Yep, yeah, so. I've lost I'm excited. A lot, cool, I've Terry lost Funk. a lot
1: of blood. How do I, I can't quite yeah.
0: regain my
1: fucking balance and composure? Um, yeah, I mean, hey, listen, look, if you don't know who Terry Funk is, uh, go find and figure it out. Like, because <laughs> get, a a fuck, get a fucking life. He's a <laughs> fucking man. Uh, and uh, with that, I think I will go ahead and reveal what we're going to watch tonight as my surprise. It is a match I've wanted to watch on this show for quite a long time, and now seemed like the perfect time to break it out. Everybody get excited. Because this is one of the very best I quit matches there ever was. This is Terry Funk versus Nature Boy Ric Flair. November the 15th, 1989, NWA Clash of the Champions number nine, New York. Knockout. We're gonna dial that up on the WWE Peacock in just a little bit. But this was um, set up by the match. If you'll recall, we watched Flair and Steamboat, yeah, two out of three falls match in this, yes, uh, on this program. And at the end of that, Terry Funk was actually uh, a judge. If that was to go to a, a time limit draw. Uh, Funk was one of the ringside judges as a former NWA world champion. He had just finished filming, I think, over the top, the arm wrestling movie about parental custody starring Sylvester Stallone that Canon Films came out with, I think, in 87 or '8. And he was going to have come back and make another run in wrestling. And he challenged Flair for the belt. He said, I would like a shot at that championship now that you've got it back from Steamboat. And Flair said, hey, actually, you got to go to the back of the line because you've been off making movies and whatever, but this is the NWA and we got a top 10 and you got to be a number one contender and you, yeah. and Funk said, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then he fucking clobbered him
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is the result of that
0: feud. This is, the, this is the culmination of that. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited for that. We're gonna watch it. Oh shit. I'm getting actually a phone call real quick. Really? This is weird. Hold on. Who do you think it is? Hello? Oh. You want to talk to Mike? Oh real okay. uh It's 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 actually it's it's Rick Flair. He said he wants to talk to you and to put him on speakerphone. Oh. So here's my phone. Okay. You can talk to Rick Flair. Uh, uh Hi Hi Rick. Rick. He didn't hang up, did he? Rick are you Rick are you there? God damn it. Ooh. Ooh. I don't even know how I got my number Ooh. to do this in the first place. Shut up! Shut <laughs> your mouth.
2: Because now you're talking about the 16-time <laughs> heavyweight champion of the world. You're talking about the NWA where they wrestle. You're not talking about coming out to rock and roll music. You're not talking about flexing and posing. You're talking about the greatest professional athlete in the world today. And you're talking about
0: the nature boy. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were, were talking Flair. about you. Yeah. We were talking about you. That is true. Hogan. Okay. Savage sting. Ricky Steamboat,
2: and my greatest rival, (laughs) the man that I respect so much, but I cannot remember his telephone number, (laughs) Terry Funk, Jack Briscoe, Dory Funk Jr., Giant Bubble,
0: Giant Bob. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, familiar, yeah. We love
2: Antonio Baba. Inoki. Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Bischoff, Hogan,
2: Savage, <laughs> Outsiders.
0: No, it's a tag my team. My best
2: that. friend.
0: Yeah.
2: Arn Anderson. Right. And yeah. the greatest professional athlete to ever step foot in a wrestling ring.
0: Early race. Right. Uh, that's Thank you, Rick. Uh, you want to come you... out here and
2: say, hey, Jack, I want to shout at the belt? You want to flex and pose and pretend like you deserve to be in the ring with the nature boy, big man? Mm. Well, I'll tell you something. <laughs> all those butterflies swimming around in your belly just cause you got those tag team titles on your shoulders. I'm talking about Anthony Bowens woo, and Max Kester. Do you claim? Alright thanks. Ray. And Daddy asked yeah. himself Billy Gunn Woo! If you want to be the man, you have got to beat the man. And Jack, I am the man.
0: You know, Rick. Each week, uh, first of all, I got a number. private jet. Yeah,
2: with my name on it. I'm talking about living in the biggest house, on the biggest side of town, with alligator shoes, wearing Rolex
0: watches, diamond rings, more money than God. You just get very, you get angrier each week. <laughs> you just angrier each week, Rick. And I don't know why. Because Mike and I haven't done anything to deserve this anger from you each week, escalating.
2: Hey, wait a minute. Do you hear that?
0: I didn't. What was it?
2: You hear that? No. Ooh.
0: Got you again
2: (laughs) because I'm (laughs) the nature boy. Ric Flair, my best friend, Arne Anderson, the four horsemen, J.J. Dillon, (laughs) Tully Blanchard. You're talking about the cream of the crop and savage. If you think for one second that you can hang with a nature boy and that's in the ring or at the blackjack table or in a bed with 17 different women, (laughs) you got another thing coming, Shaq, because I'm the nature boy and they're taking off on the runway right now in one of my
0: (laughs) 17 private jets. Well, you should probably hang up and (laughs) get out of here then. I am. I'm gone. I'm already okay. gone! I don't even know why we're still having this conversation. Alright, alright, give my phone. Mike, give my phone back. Give my phone back. <laughs> Please forget my forget my number, Rick. Okay. Ooh. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> that fucking guy. Well, every, that every was week, every uh, week. That was something. I there's only one way to clear my head, and that is this question I have for you again. Okay. Yes! Sir!
1: That was a mistake putting
0: him on speakerphone. That was. That was a mistake was a putting mistake. him on speakerphone. That was a mistake. Because I think he actually busted my iPhone speaker. Like he was screaming so loud. It just it destroyed it. Uh I have one shit house for you today. Okay. Great. I just think one. I have I have two. Oh shit. Look at you. Yeah. Well then you're pretty cool. S- I'm a pretty <laughs> cool guy. I'm a pretty cool, dude. So you know. You you you're gonna start then. We're gonna do we're gonna hand off one, two, one. Okay. This is actually this one is not mine
1: it is but it actually comes from stace so anyway i mentioned stacy that was pretty cool i thought it was pretty cool stace thought it was pretty cool she sent it to me so i was like uh she's like i hear you're you're hard up for shit house material and i said that's not true but go
0: ahead and uh-huh. send, send it away no, no. I, every stacy's right it, it well Agree to disagree on that. I mean, it's hard to do that when it's fact. So at the, at the gross out, I bought this just beef stick <laughs> with street tacos, the flavor. It's pretty Pretty wild. Is it really it start? It starts out like really like ground and earthy, like, like, a, like a premium bean. And then the backfill, the back taste is like this queso spicy meat at the end of the taco taste. Like when you're burping Taco Bell or whatever all day. After yeah, I love it. it when you're burping Taco Bell. That's kind of what this, how this hits.
1: Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool. I have texted you the shit house while you dial it up. I need to let everyone know that you can go ahead and watch along with us on these. You can check out the shit houses that we're looking at at the same time that we're looking at them. It's really cool. You can do because it it's the internet. You'll find these things and all of your Tope Suicida content on Twitter at Tope Suicida Pod. You'll also find the show on Instagram at Tope Suicida Pod. And Bo is at Bo Rosser
0: on both of those platforms. Now what Mike has done here, he's broken a rule, but it's not really his fault. It's Stacy's fault. But Stacy didn't know that this shit house is five minutes long. Therefore, this might be a five minutes of fire. Is it really five minutes long? I don't remember the clip being that long. I thought it was like two. Is it five? Ten year old Harper Screams Holy Roller? Yeah. Yes, five minutes. So this might be a five minutes of fire, five which I'm perfectly fine doing. But that means there's a theme song, I think, isn't there? yeah. Well, yeah, but I never wrote it. I mean, but we oh, yeah. I never I never recorded fire. it, but we were we, we we wrote it, we just I never recorded it. Alright, let's do a one, two, three okay. count off yeah. and do the and see if we can sync out the way. Okay. So one two three fire, fire. <laughs> it didn't work Oh, it it just, just work. fire now yeah i was gonna sing the whole thing it didn't work it didn't work we'll do it we'll do it some other time fire five minutes of fire. fire five minutes of fire here we are five minutes fire i'm gonna we're gonna watch this and we're gonna be right back if somebody got injured that would have been a nine out of nine yeah that was awesome i love that because she had complete control Total control. Of the audience, one. Yeah. And of her, 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 her higher and lower growl register, which is fucking hard to do. I never could sing in a band like that. Yeah. But I have plenty of friends in high school that were in like hardcore or metal bands yeah. or variations of the genre uh, that would sing like that. My friend Matt Hagen. Hi, Matt. I know you're not listening, but he was in a band like that. He still is. still, still sings like that. Impressive. Because he's been singing like that for like 20 years now. Yeah. And his voice is not shot because he knows how to knows how control to do it. it. Yep. And that girl, what? She said she was ten. Ten, and she she looked like it was just another day in the at the office. Man, she she had mm-hmm. her she had her vocal coordination dialed in, no problem. At, since you're you're so, if you want to know everyone, so if you want to sync up, Mike is in the middle of uh, perpe- perpetual singing singing lessons. Yep. Right. And if you were to show this to your singing instructor, yeah. And, said, and and were to ask, hey, how, can I can I do this? Not that you want to do this, but yeah. like, can you show me how to do this? Do you think they'd be confident enough to figure out how to help you, guide you, so you don't fuck your throat up?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think like the answer would be yes, eventually.
0: Yeah, you know, because
1: like ultimately, it uh, the the screaming coordination is not really screaming. It's it's like vocal compression and vocal fry that you're able to control very precisely and it makes this really gnarly sound yeah. but actually you're 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 not like actually screaming and putting your your vocal mechanism under all this strain it's just um it, it's like um it's like forcing it's like pushing air through like the eye of a needle you know like there's not that much air that's going through the eye of the needle it's just very very focused so th- basically like her, her her coordination, and it's really cool because pr- presumably she could just, she just figured this out on her own uh, yeah, yeah. and figured out a way to make these cool screaming noises and also be totally fine right after, you know, like right after. So
0: yeah, her dad's like this, he was this scuzzy metal punk kid in the UK, you know, and like the the mid '90s, yeah, he was like, kicking kicking rocks around the street, just li- listening to this type of music. And then, like ten years later, he has a kid, still loves that music though. And so she's been hearing it her entire life. She's like, "Dad, look what I can do!" And then she fucking impresses Simon Cowell.
1: Yeah, dude, she knocks yeah. Simon Cowell's socks off. She got those three three yeses from the judges. I'm not I'm not super uh, familiar with the all the the rules and the terminology of America America's Got Talent.
0: Also. How come she was able to compete in America's Got Talent if she was from the UK? You know, I don't know the rules. We don't know the rules. We don't know the rules. We're, we're, rules. We don't know the rules. We're not here gonna and pretend like we do. You know. But the point is, she's she was awesome, and it was shit house, and it was shit house. So, it was. Thank you, Stacy, for that. All right, what's yours? It is a TikTok. It just made me laugh. There's nothing really crazy about it, but. It's really, it's like, it's like, it's a pretty, you know, it's, it's a pretty, uh, it's an easy laugh. You know, it's not, you don't have to, it doesn't try very hard to get you to chuckle. And I think it might, it might do that to you. All
1: right, it looks like, this looks like a talk. This is, uh, from, uh, also Carson. It says, got milk. Here we go. Bro got a pulled pork sandwich and taffy at 11.30. Pulled pork sandwich and taffy. Mm. You got fucking milk. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, nothing better. Nothing better than making <laughs> no. your dude cr- laugh while he's drinking milk. Nothing better.
0: <laughs> it is milk <laughs> at that time of night is a strange choice. It is a weird choice. The taffy I I agree. The guy the guy that got taffy and a pulled pork or barbecue, he said, that's fine. I that's a good choice. Well, do we know that it's at night? I mean, it looks like dark outside. Okay. All right. Could be 11:30 a.m. the the pulled
1: pork and taffy is a little more suspect it feels like no
0: i ate lunch at 11
1: yeah you're a big you're a big taffy guy in the middle of the day too so Uh, to be
0: fair i don't eat i don't eat lunch taffy you know yeah with my premium (laughs) remember kids if you're gonna eat premium beans don't eat it with a lunch taffy
1: yeah you gotta be real careful with taffy in general because it's Mm uh
0: it'll pull those teeth out. it'll
1: pull your teeth out number one number two there's a big variance in quality between taffies you know
0: I prefer a laffy taffy, the more artificial taffy. I don't. Uh, don't give me a, sea, a salt water. I'm not interested. You know, I'm going to the beach. I'm not interested in your salt water. You don't taffy. want the salt water taffy. Get out of my face. We got this salt water peddler following me around. You know, it's like, hey, do you want this? Do you want this? Like, I, I'm not interested, I sir. I made it please. from the sea. You know, I was gonna do an accent, but I didn't. <laughs> but that sounds like that's what the, he would sound like. I made. <laughs> Who's he, Italian? It's from
1: the sea. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like vaguely Italian. Yeah, he's v- vaguely.
0: Is the like keyword vaguely,
1: vaguely Italian, and he's got like uh like an accordion and and like a like a little yeah. a monkey sidekick, you know? And with and the with, taffy
0: machine's always moving. It's always moving. It's always, moving. always, it's doing
1: doing always it. the taffy's always pulling, and mm-hmm. the monkey's got a little fez on, and he's like, "Have a yeah. salt water
0: taffy." And you're like, "Where are you?" Rome. I can't I can't point like, out uh, where uh, the sea, the sea. The sea. <laughs> You know, Europe, the sea. I don't, but I'll try the taffy. Sure. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm just trying is to make a house. living.
1: Don't be mean. All right, I'm sorry. Here we go. It's a shithouse. I got one. It's shithouse. Yeah, fully awesome. shithouse. Great. I got Perfect. one more for you here, and um, this is maybe the most excellent ironic shithouse that I've ever brought to the table. Here we go. This is a uh, news story from CNN that I saw the other day. And
0: I've sent it to you on Slack. All right. So this is a link to CNN.com. So Mike's off Twitter. So he's getting his shit houses from CNN.com. <laughs> You fucking dork! You goddamn old man! Yeah, you know, man. I, mean, I got that classic. You know, I don't need to. I
2: don't, fuck
1: the
0: haters. Fuck the haters. That's what I say. All right, all right, all right. This is on Nightcap. I guess it's a Nightcap article for CNN Business where Mike Gonzalez. Beyond Meat <laughs> suspends executive after he was arrested on suspicion of biting. A man's nose Didn't he bite it he bite it he bit it clean off yeah i would assume I think, that if you
1: if you got a hold of somebody's nose with your teeth that it wouldn't you wouldn't stop before you had Ooh. taken their nose off
0: now i don't You're gonna want to yeah you're gonna want to twist you know if you got the nose in there you're gonna want to twist because there's like parts of your body where that
1: wouldn't work like for instance if you bite kenny omega's arm You're probably like there's not it's not really a guarantee that you're going to bite like you're going to get like a full chunk of his arm and rip. You know, it's like hard. It's way harder to do that. But somebody's nose, it's fucking I don't I don't know if you guys have ever been in these types of situations before, but it's really quite easy to bite off someone's nose or ear. That's all soft
0: cartilage, man. Yeah. Well, so uh, beyond meat suspended its chief operating officer after he was arrested over the weekend on suspicion of biting a man's nose during a fight following an Arkansas football game. Police arrested the vegan food purveyors COO Doug Ramsey on charges of, quote, terroristic threatening and third degree battery on Saturday night. Ramsey was released on 11K bail bond the following day, according to court records. So, yeah, this is uh, an insane story. I want to know it was over football. Yeah, if you what I'm going to close this now, I'm going to pivot off that. What? if any altercation, would get you to the point of biting a nose off. Because, well, again, let's do some history, because I don't want you to counter uh, contradict yourself. You have said biting another man yeah. is the lowest form <laughs> of physical defense. Yeah. So carry on. I think if it were a real
1: survival situation, right. where I was like, oh, I might die here, and they are already it's already like an unfair situation, then I might resort to biting. Right.
0: And if I were going to bite, it would probably be the nose. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you wouldn't, say, be biting someone's arm after they just saved Larry Punk. No, I would not be biting someone's arm if they had me in a hold. Like, no,
1: no, no, no. Yeah. You know, but if there were, like, six dudes, they were all, you know kicking me and two of them had baseball bats and you know I was trying to like protect people that I that I loved and we were getting you know mugged or whatever then yeah I'd probably have to bite you know but an argument after a college football game no that is not no no this is not the time to be biting also can we talk about the fact that this is the, the CEO. Now, here's the thing. He showed his true colors because if you read the article, you would know that he is the former CEO of Tyson Foods, of course, right. world famous, one of America's biggest actual meat uh, producers. Yeah. Right? Biggest chicken producers. And apparently, Beyond Meat hired him to run the ship. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But- you can't teach an old dog new tricks. A meat eater is always apparently going to be a meat eater. The CEO of a fake flesh company got arrested
0: for biting someone's fucking nose off. To be fair, he wasn't. He had no intention of eating the nose. You know, it's different. He's not ingesting the nose. I'm just saying. And, I'm just saying. That's <laughs> ironic. That is irony, okay? If your whole, if your whole, uh,
1: you know, raison d'être is fucking uh, don't eat
0: meat, and then you get busted for biting a dude's nose, that's not a good look for your company. It's not. It's not a good look, but it is shit house it is very shit shithouse. house right shit house yes yeah okay cool great so we're we're gonna get into the match here soon again if you want to send us shit houses if you have like a shit house from like businessinquiry.com or like shut the fuck if you, up what tech crunch if you got like techcrunch.com if you want to <laughs> send us in an if you got anything you can. you can find on vulture just throw, vulture. throw it our way you know? A, serious, pod you know, Uh is the match. We're watching again. Terry Funk versus the nature boy. Ric Flair, November 15th, 1989 clash of champions. Number nine. Is this on the peacock? It is on the peacock or I Perfect. mean, I, I hope to God it is. If it's not, if not, it's probably on YouTube, right?
1: Probably. Yeah, but no, go ahead and search, you know, search and search on peacock. You're going to have to dig, but it's clash of the champions. Nine. New York knockout. It's the old WCW NWA. They've got to have it on there. So we hope that you watch along with us. Uh, It is for the NWA World Heavyweight title, I believe. It's an I quit match. And we are going to watch it right now. And we'll see you after we do.
0: Everyone showed up. You're like, Bo, I'm going to show you this flair versus funk match. <clears throat> and then out of nowhere, we have the great Muda. Then we have Lex Luger and we have Sting. Yep. All these blonde people showed up. These blonde men showed up. And the Japanese, as JR so yeah, elegantly put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was the great Muda and the Dragon Master who uh, got in there. And uh, I think we can agree that everybody in that ring
0: looked great. Oh, my God. Such such beef. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's like when I go to Fred Meyer and buy, like, a fresh sausage they make every morning, It's I look at the row of beef to pick my favorite sausage. Do I get the spiced Italian or the mild Italian? Do I get the sting or the Lex Luger? I get the sting. I don't want the Luger. You don't get the Luger. Mike, I have a question. They didn't look like friends staying in Lex. They, they didn't look did not, like friends at all.
1: Uh-uh. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lex was uh for sure, he was on his way to uh challenging Flair for the title. Uh right. but then Flair would I mean f- he would challenge Flair for the title, but then uh, shortly after this, ninety ninety one, Flair would leave. The WCW for the WWF and spend like eighteen months in the Fed, um, and during that time, Luger I think was initially the uh, kind of the the placeholder champion. Right. So you had and also
0: kind of like the story of his whole career, you know. Yeah. The story of Lex's whole career. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, and the other interesting thing about this match is that you had Flair as uh, the babyface, which is you know. Every once in a while, once in a blue moon, you'll have baby face Ric Flair. This match It's his, his shit against uh,
0: Vader. It's so weird because like we're in New York, right? Yeah. And it's Ric Flair and Terry and Ric Flair. Yes, he's I mentioned this before we went back, went back on the mic. He presents himself as like he's wheeling and dealing. He's jet set and he's high flying. Yeah. Right. So he's classy. He's not he's not Southern garbage you know he's not southern garbage like me from texas right but he is from georgia he's from even more south than me last in the confederacy first in our hearts i think that's the state (laughs) motto but the only way the new york crowd likes that is if you pit him against an even more redneck guy sure in terry funk sure so i just thought that was a fun little uh dichotomy would that be a good word for very it? very good word excellent choice perfect word excellent choice of Thank words what you think of the match the match itself awesome yeah within within <laughs> 30 seconds <laughs> terry funk doesn't know where the fuck he is it discombobulated Sw- swinging
1: at the swinging audience at the
0: audience just classic funk stuff he just he's just bobbling around but eventually got some really good offense he tried to hit hit a uh, flare on the head with that wireless mic the first time but the audio did not work, so it didn't pick up that cool crunch. Yeah, they did it. He eventually he eventually got it. Eventually, off, the
1: wireless mic did work, mm-hmm. which is
0: which was very good for the match because it was way yeah. easier to get in there. What limited amount of screen time the wired mic had at the beginning of the match? Yeah, it was tangling up everyone. <laughs> everywhere. It was not going to be a good
1: scene. It was not going to be a no. good scene. no and um, you know the other thing is is that i quit matches i think are pretty hard to do you know like to really make an i quit cuz cuz you don't get the false finishes you don't get the you
0: know the the all the it's yeah it's definitive when you say i quit it's done well right but it's, it's also
1: hard to to you don't you're unable to build excitement in the same way that you do in a traditional wrestling match which is with near falls so it's like the bret hart steve austin thing when uh Brett was like a submission match. Like, yeah, we're you're taking away half of the half of the match, like you're taking away half the excitement of the match, but okay. And then also, Stone Cold's like, I only know like one submission hold. How are we going to do this? But it turned out, (laughs) it turned out fucking great. This one also turned out great, but you could also have a real stinker of an I quit match. If it's, you know what I mean? If it's not right, you've got two guys. Like Brett and Backlund at WrestleMania 11 and just like the worst bullshit you've ever seen. Just, just you know, sticking microphones in each other's faces and not, it's just, it,
0: it's just weird. It's weird the, if you don't do it right. I think at the beginning when the wireless mic did work or they thought it worked, Terry took it right. And I think that was probably the idea was that each wrestler would grab the mic. Right. But I like how it ended up where the ref, he, he was controlling the mic. Yeah. And that worked way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then as they were struggling, you know, they both have their hands fully free and the ref can just get kind of get in there with that little blue microphone. Yeah. What did you think of the match? Yeah, I thought it was great, man.
1: Like it was super physical. Uh, So many of the spots like there was nothing crazy, but like they, they, they all it was all meaningful. Like, right. Flair um, throwing Funk over the table and then Terry cracking his head on the chair. Just just because he, it was the right amount of momentum yeah. and he
0: slid across it. The, like, there was just so much, all these chops and all these, you know, like, it just was fucking great. Yeah, Flair's Chops, world-renowned. Everyone knows that. You're listening to a wrestling podcast. You know Flair's Chops are world-renowned and they were on full display in this match. Beautiful they were Chops.
1: And the entire match r- really felt like a struggle. I think when you have an I Quit match, you you, you run the risk of it feeling awkward in a kind of a sadism sort of way where you're over somebody like you know with with your hand on their throat or whatever gonna say i quit say i quit and that that can make you feel uncomfortable as a viewer if like the uh, i i don't know if the if the characters aren't right if there's not enough action if it's yeah You know what I mean? Like, it's just a weird, it's a, it's a weird way to win where you have to stick a microphone in someone's face and they say, I quit, but they did a fantastic job of just mixing in those moments where they were trying to make each other say, I quit like, like Funk had pile driven him on the table to set this match up, broken his neck, you know, all this shit. And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to pile drive you again. If you don't quit. And so he's like, ask him before I do it. And Flair wouldn't quit. So Funk hit him with a pile driver and then hit him with a pile driver on the fucking concrete. Um,
0: there was just a lot of good storytelling in this match. The best storytelling was that Funk lost and therefore his legacy tarnished. <laughs> but, but the handshake restored legacy almost immediately it restored the honor that's the power of a of a face turn yeah gets the legacy back so he's good he doesn't have to retire anymore he's back
1: and and, well and also just a fantastic way to end that match that that was a great booking to go like funk has been a real bastard but he lost and by god he said he was going to shake flair's hand and they're not going to be friends yeah but he's going to do what he said he was going to do yeah, because he did quit. Now, granted, he did scream, my leg is breaking while he it's was breaking. in the figure four. It's breaking. Oh, God, it's breaking. <laughs> I and <quit>. then he <laughs> said, yes, I quit. And, and that was great. That was a great way to be like, oh, yeah. OK, well, his his leg is about to snap. I'd quit, too. You know, yeah. like this guy is not yeah. this is not some kind of wimpy quit, you know, like, like wimp out move like this, you know, he's caught, he's dead. He has nowhere to go. He's in the center
0: of the ring. He can't get a rope break. Uh, rope break wouldn't matter anyway. You know, it's true. I think, I think the coolest part of this match though is at the end, all the people came out and fight each other. So now on raw on Monday night, raw Vince has so many different permutations of matches he can make. You can have sting versus Lex. He could have Flair versus Sting. I know they were technically both on the same side. He could have this person versus that person because, and just they could have the same matches over and over and over and over and over in, in infinity. Because yeah, you know, that's how Vince books. So that's fun. Yeah. So I know it's not Vince. Vince is not involved. Here's the thing. I I just, so um,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, not. Yeah. Uh, it 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 was a great way to end the match. Like to have gary hart turn on funk clobber him and then have flair go after hart and then have muda come out and sting and luger
0: and just it, it it's, you could do anything from that point you know remember remember when i sent you that marco polo of Stu hart from last week's smackdown episode yes Do you remember seeing that marco polo how did you feel when you saw that bad <laughs> felt bad it made me feel bad <laughs> did you wish that i didn't show it to you and that you could have saved that with your little bathroom break like you wouldn't have saw that ever yes that, that information was not in your brain yes i didn't need to see that <laughs> god damn it it's like when you accidentally see the human centipede movie and you're like i didn't want any of that information I, this was not what brain. i
1: wanted my life to how <laughs> I, I wanted want it that. to
0: go you got any ratings for this uh, no, not a single one.
1: I loved it. Really, <laughs> I Remember had two, ratings- I had two out of two out of two nature boy
0: piggyback rides. Okay, God, the single <laughs> single best Ric Flair movies ever done. For a running sprint, jump from six feet away and land on Terry's
1: back like a spider, like a Spider Man. It was fucking <laughs> great. And also that that just like really played up with the like it really uh added to the intensity, like the aggression of the match where you know funk's always yes. trying to get away and flair's always trying to grab him to bring him back in and give him what he fucking Let's, deserves
0: to be fair funk isn't trying to get away he just doesn't know he where has he no is. idea where
1: he is <laughs> because he was 10 seconds into a wrestling match and that's just
0: what happens
1: that's what happens
0: and he got what i think pushed outside once <laughs> And then it just lost all his composure. Yeah, no, he
1: got chopped over the top rope. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then he tumbled, and that was he it. He tumbled, and, that was and, it. and he, was, uh, he was trying to punch then he was in the trunk, and
1: he was starting to swing at innocent bystanders.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, do you have another rating? You said you had two? No. Or do you? No, you just had just two. Just the out two, of two out of
1: two Nature Boy piggybacks. But I do think we should do Tights of the Night.
0: I have a question for you now that the theme song has played. The beautiful theme song. And that question is, we are in 1989. Macho Man Brandy Savage is out and about kicking on the wrestling scene. Are he and Lanny? Are they tagging? Are they Poffo twins? What's Randy doing right now in 1989?
1: No, I think right now Randy, if I'm doing my math right, is the big man. He is the WWF champion. I, I right. He has won the... Yeah, he's won the wwf championship at wrestlemania 4 in the tournament that they had to crown a champion who isn't hulk hogan yeah um who is not hogan hogan and andre i think fought to like a double dq on their side of the bracket and so it ended up being randy versus ted dibiase in the main event of wrestlemania 4 randy won hogan you know Gave him, the, gave him the rub and came out and they flexed together and shit. It
0: was a, it was a handshake, right? It was a handshake. Uh, or was that, I think or was the that handshake Warrior is, is, and someone else? No,
1: nah, the handshake is later. After okay. Macho wins the belt, I, they, you know, he's like, Yeah, I like how you came out and celebrated with me at
2: WrestleMania. Yeah.
1: And um, Hogan's like, Well, you know, dude, if somebody's got to have the title and it's not the Hulkster, man. I don't want it to be the macho man. I, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> Not the Hulkster man.
2: It's got to be the macho it's gotta be man. got to be the
1: macho man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there, so Randy is, uh, I believe, in the middle of his title reign. He'll hold it until WrestleMania 5, and then
0: it'll go back to the incredible Terry. Shit, but so he wasn't in attendance, though, on this show.
1: Nope. He was in the Fed. He was on. Um, All right. Yep. Well, shit. So. But it's possible with that, that, with he, that mind, he was wrestling tonight. And it's possible yeah. that he had tights of the night. We just don't know.
0: No, it's not possible. It's a fact. It is true.
1: Okay, so <laughs> ma- oh, so Macho is pro- maybe probably booked tonight. Yeah, and but
0: I mean, for the people that we saw though, with our two okay, eyes, okay, the tonight, people that we saw, yes, who was tights and we the thought night. we'd only have two, but then some people started showing up. We had some people showed up, looking great, face paint, uh, 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 green tongue. It was like purple tongue. No, green tongue. We got Sting in his chinos, Sting and in the chinos, wee-tons. coming out in the chinos and the belt. No shirt. Great look. Tan. Bleach blonde. Bleach blonde. Flat top. Luger and the red short boys. The wettest. Uh, really needs a new bleach job. So wet. <laughs> Dye job mullet. So wet. Uh, Flair rocking the baby blue
1: robe with the and green tights boots. with the green, like the kind of the aqua marine. Sea foam. Yeah. Oh, kind yeah, of a dark yeah. sea foam with red, brick red lettering. I really liked it. Terry Funk. Coming out in a red leather
0: poncho, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm, with a bunch of bolo ties all over it. Th- four bolo, little bolos on it, I think. Long boys, bra- silver long boys with with black briefs and knee pads over the silver. Yep, and nice, just a classic black boot with white laces. Uh, The knee pads over, over wild look to see Terry like that, because usually he's got, you know, because most of the time in my head, because, you know, I grew up on it, See and chainsaw, Terry, in the striped pants. He's That's wearing the made stripes, the right? Yeah, the ECW right. and, uh, and the knee pads are stripe. underneath the stripes, if I recall. I don't know about that. Maybe not even knee pads. You might not even have I don't pads. know. That's a good point. We'll have to check, check that out, out we'll, next we'll week. Check that out. We'll, we'll verify and we'll let you know what happens next week. All right. So who's your tights of the night? Um, I'm gonna give it to Terry. One, because like I mentioned, it's it's easy to get me get me this or it's easy for me to choose you if you're a part of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. But two, that walkout poncho was, I want it. I want that. I want to wear that. Mm, I would good. like to come to the ring in that. So I got to find that. But instead of bolo ties, little strawberries. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Shiny yeah. strawberries. Yeah, that's what you know, I'm talking if about. If we're going to wrestle, we got to have super tacky shit. Oh, yeah, ring. absolutely. <laughs> um yeah, so, so Terry Funk, just because solely. Even though his black on gray silver was awesome. The poncho really is what seals the deal for me. Yeah. What about you? I agree. I think it's Terry Funk. Uh, be,
1: be, The combo of the walkout gear uh, with the red poncho and the branding iron and then the black yeah. and silver. It was such a good, nice contrast from what Flair was wearing. Also, Terry's Terry was in magnificent shape, probably the best shape of his career. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. He looked great. Yeah
1: uh and also he's my favorite wrestler this week and uh he lost the i quit match but he's gonna win tights of the night tonight
0: but if we know terry he loses every match you he, know? he loses and he has to retire so but fine. you know
1: that's okay because there's you know he'll be back he'll be back if we there's plenty of
0: time to retire There's plenty of time If
1: we know one thing about terry funk it's that he'll be back
0: um cool uh well uh where can people find us
1: Yeah, you can find us on the World Wide Web. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at Topesuicidapod. You can send us an email at topesuicidapod at gmail.com. And, of course, you can find Bo on the internet, at Bo Rosser. That's just his first and last name. It's an easy handle to remember. Shout us a holler down. Let us know how you're feeling, if anything is shithouse in your
0: life, and
1: who your favorite wrestler
0: is. Wow. Here we are. Episode one hundred and fifty-one, wrapping up, finishing it. We I we took a took a ride on Mike's surprise. <laughs> Are you ready to take a ride on Mike's surprise? Mike's surprise ride? Um, we talked about premium beans. We saw Terry Funk sell like no others, no other. So in this night, this episode one fifty-one, with a big yawn, nine thirty p.m. We're getting old. What is wrestling? We're getting old. What is wrestling, Mike? Wrestling is timeless. Wrestling
1: is the art that exists outside the confines of the human consciousness. Wrestling exists beyond our understanding of linear existence. Wrestling is wrestling. Whether it's 1905 and you're watching George Hackenschmidt with 90,000 other people at Yankee (laughs) Stadium, or whether it's 1989 and you're with 4,000 people in a sweaty little shitty arena in Albany, New York, watching Terry Funk and Ric Flair, or whether it's 2022 and you're at All Out and you're watching AEW and you're cheering on your favorites and you're booing the guys and girls that you hate. Wrestling is good, no matter when it exists, when wrestling is good. And when wrestling is good, it can be good for you, no matter how old you are
0: or when you grew up. Baby, what's wrestling to you? I'm so glad you asked. Tonight, after being surprised, you're welcome. Thank you. Wrestling is that package you get for your birthday some people call it a present i chose to call it a package decorative package yeah got a ribbon on this package mom (laughs) and you open up the package yeah and inside of it is for 5.99 at walmart a triceratron (laughs) ninja turtles action figure god damn it and You see this action figure, and you're like, this is a really cool toy. But then when you're playing with it later on by yourself in your room, you're kind of mad that you didn't get like the Donatello that you wanted. Right. And so this is a true story. You look at the toy on the edge of your twin bed when you're about eight, and you say, I don't like you. I don't want you. You say this to your toy. (laughs) This is a true story. (laughs) And you yell at your toy. And you shun it and throw it away. But then in 2011, a toy starts talking about wrestling and drops a pipe bomb and brings you back in. And then you go and buy another Triceratron and you say, hey, I'm an adult now, but I love this Triceratron. (coughs) I love this toy. Sits on my desk all day. It goes to work with me every day. And then you're sad that, this Triceratron's kind of an asshole and it's probably not going to come back to AEW and be bought out of his contract, but that's a definitely different story because wrestling is that wonderful present package that you get, you forget about, and then it comes back. It's timeless. (laughs) (laughs) Baby. I want to do a
1: fucking accounting of how many times your wrestling is vacation is either just my version of what I just said or just something that you see in front of you at the moment that you talk about or a
0: combination of those two things. No, it's gotta be like 90, 90, 95%. Never, never. No, it's all space man. It's all up there. All right. All you Tope
1: heads out there, the toe people, uh, go back through the catalog, try and find this out for me. And I don't know, I guess snail mail it to me. The results
0: go hit up his email at, uh, mike whitman at cnnbusiness.com all right we'll see you next week that's enough (laughs) out of you